welcome to the Past the Compassion Podcast. That's Allie. And that's Jamie. And, and we're, we're your hosts. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about supplements. Mm-hmm. Long-awaited topic. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this one, just because I feel like I don't know that much about them. But our certified holistic nutritionist over here has done some research for us um, <laughs> all about like different types of supplements and which ones are important for vegan vegetarian diets and i've done some research on sustainability so it's gonna be a good one happy to have you here yeah so. super dense topic i definitely am overwhelmed like looking back uh just googling some stuff as one does and seeing how many differing opinions there are about like how to do this i can see why people are just like well i'm just gonna not <laughs> yeah no totally i mean i have done personal research for myself and have also gotten overwhelmed and being like okay if the answer is not clear then i'm just not gonna take them or try like it just seems like the jury's out from a quick google search so yeah excited to learn more today to start off are you currently taking any supplements so I recently purchased iron and magnesium. I don't take them frequently, but so I take iron and magnesium iron because I feel like I'm iron deficient just from a vegan vegetarian diet and because I've tried to give blood a couple times and my hemoglobin is too low. Mm. So I figured that's a way to incorporate more into it. And I know yeah. I should be eating more iron in my foods, but um, sometimes I just don't and I'd rather supplement it than have low hemoglobin and i take magnesium because i read it's good for migraines which i get sometimes mm. and i've only taken both of them like twice so i can't really comment on how it's impacted me because yeah i, I think i do it as a prevention technique and frequently i don't yeah. take any every single day that totally makes sense i did take for a long time hair skin nail gummies and i saw no difference yeah <laughs> where were the hair skin nail gummies from they're from cvs i think they're just a cvs brand they're in like a pink bottle i think they had biotin in them but mm -hmm. honestly they didn't really do much for me and then i had another friend tell me they made her break out and i was like yeah i was like never mind these don't okay. make me break out but literally i that's so funny because i was gonna bring this up later but mm -hmm. same i was taking various supplements and i had started taking a new probiotic um called skin squad and it was specifically to help like clear your skin yeah but i had started it new and so i like messaged the i get my supplements from a website called hum mm -hmm. nutrition which i'll talk about more in depth but like you get a nutritionist assigned to you and you can like ask them questions so i I emailed Gabby and I was like, Gabby, listen, <laughs> I know you recommended this to me, but I'm breaking out and I like, does that happen? Is there another like issue mm -hmm. with my other supplements? And she was like, oh, I see you're taking um, killer nails, which is like their biotin supplement for what you said, like hair and nails. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you're taking that along with another vitamin that was like in my cart was a multivitamin. She's like, you might be getting too much um, biotin and that causes some people to break out. And I was like, what? I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Do you know why? I actually don't know why, but... I have no idea why. Hmm. I... I was going to guess, but it would just be wrong because <laughs> I don't know anything about biotin in general, aside from that it makes your hair and nails grow. Yeah. I feel like it has to do with sebum or like oil production or something. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but that's really interesting to hear. I, I, like I have, I had, I never looked it up, so I didn't know other people were like often having that experience. Yeah. Because it wasn't that much. Like it seems weird for a... a a supplement to be able to have that effect mm -hmm. well yeah i feel like that's the thing with supplements so like the everyone i've bought it will say like 300 percent of your daily amount of this yeah and like, why yeah like couldn't why don't you just give me a smaller pill the magnesium pills i get are like the size of like yeah um like half of my like my finger and they're not like as um 
they don't have as much girth as my finger, but they are like hefty. Like it hurts to swallow it. I can like feel it all the way down. And I'm like, I don't really need this much magnesium. Yeah. Like, why don't you just make smaller pills? I feel like that would have been a good thing to look up actually. Yeah. Because I'm curious about that too. Yeah. Um, Because some of the recommended dosages for B12 specifically is like 2.4 micrograms. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why do I feel like the only options were like five milligrams or 10 milligrams at yeah. CVS? So yeah. there must be some reason for these companies producing pills that are way higher in dosage than they need to be. Do you think it might be because like our body doesn't absorb supplements fully? So they overcompensate in the pill form. So you get like at least yeah a certain amount or is the yeah i think that's a good point or is the thing on the label like what you absorb or is it just what's in the pill i think it's what's in the pill that's a good point because your body like technically will just like or should just get rid of the excess and Uh only absorb what it needs yeah but that's not the case with all supplements because there are warnings of certain types of supplements you can you can take too much and you can have harmful effects on your body so Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very, like, dicey business, and I see why people are nervous to, like, mess around. Mm -hmm. It's such a delicate, like, system to play around with. Well, yeah. I always think about how we're, like, all of us are just a bunch of chemicals. Yeah. (laughs) Together. You know what I mean? It's like I'm taking magnesium and iron, but, like, that's from the periodic table. Like, (laughs) I always think of that. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, to isolate those and, like, put them in a pill. Yeah, I don't know. This is interesting to me. Yeah. Anyway, what supplements are you taking? I'm taking quite a few right now. Um, Like I said, I get my supplements from Hum Nutrition and I started using them, I think, like early 2020, probably. Mm -hmm. Maybe even before then. I would have to like look back at my statements, but I've cycled through like I've tried a bunch of different stuff. But right now I'm taking a gut probiotic, Mm -hmm. a digestive enzyme b12 from not that company um vitamin d and i think that's it i did just start another like women's health pms kind Mm -hmm. of pill Mm -hmm. that is supposed to like help hormones Mm -hmm. Um, but i just started that like two days ago so i have no idea how to like report back on that one but Yeah. yeah that's what i'm taking right now do you take all of them every day yeah i've started I've started taking all of those every day, but previously, so I take the gut health one on an empty stomach right when I wake up. Mm -hmm. The digestive enzyme is before your two main meals, but I have like a ton of extra of those. So I could be taking like probably one, like three times a day. Yeah. And then vitamin D, I was like taking very kind of like what you said, like more preventative, just randomly. Mm -hmm. Whenever I would like remember it, I'd be like, oh, I should take that Mm -hmm. because I think that's one of the more like you don't want to overdose on that. Mm -hmm. Um, B12, I just started taking again like two weeks ago because my cousin Julia said she was listening to a podcast um, Mm -hmm. and it was called like why you're tired all the time. And she was like, I thought of you because it talked about like brain fog Mm -hmm. and being tired. And um, it was connected to like a B12 deficiency. Are you taking that? And I was like, no, I stopped months ago. Mm-hmm. So I started taking that again because that is like that. There's a huge connection between that with vegan diets. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I've been taking all of those every day. Do you feel like taking the B12 has like helped with the brain fog? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to say. And I was like thinking of this. I was trying to assess that before this episode, and then I realized like. My sleep has just been so bad, and it always mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And I know that that's probably the primary reason for the brain fog and yeah. the, like, exhaustion. So it's so hard to comment on, like, the other stuff, knowing that I'm still, like, only ever getting seven hours or less of sleep, like, consistently. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because there's so many moving parts. Because even if you're taking multiple supplements, it's like, okay, but is it this one helping me or this one? Especially yeah. if you start taking them all at the same time. Or it could be like the interaction between them. And then it's like while you're eating, 
how much you're sleeping, how much water yeah. you're drinking. Like there's so many things that go into it that it's really hard to isolate the effects of one single thing in your lifestyle. 100%. I think the only thing I can unequivocally say has changed my life is the probiotic and the the digestive enzyme. Literally, like I used to spend every single day of my life bloated and tired and mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. And it's definitely partly because I started going vegan the same time as like starting to take supplements. But mm-hmm. I 100% like there's a difference with taking probiotics consistently. Mm-hmm. But that I'm like curious to dive more into that business because there's I feel like that's a big like trend right now, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I feel like in this entire episode, we're only going to scratch a teeny bit of the surface. Like, there's just so much to explore here. But I guess it just can be like a jump off point. Yeah. For anyone who stumbles upon this and is just curious and wants to know more and whether they should take them or not. Yeah. So that being said, do you have like a definition for a supplement? (laughs) No. I would imagine. I would say like a a concentrated form of like a pure element or something like that. Like yeah, like something to. I would say it's like something to supplement your diet with. Yeah. For vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you don't get from the food you eat that you need mm-hmm. to put in your body to be healthy. Good one. Hmm. I don't know, but <laughs> I think that's a good. Uh, like stand-in definition for what we're trying to like look at them as yeah definitely um so i don't know i guess like is there anything you found really fascinating that you want to jump off onto to start with (laughs) jump (laughs) off onto (laughs) we're jumping we're diving into this all right um that's such a good question I don't know. I think a good jump off point would be B12 since Oh yeah. That's the most essential for like a vegan vegetarian diet. You just can't get enough B12 in a vegan diet. There are foods like nutritional yeast for example or like other fortified foods that have B12. Mm-hmm. But I think that the point is that like even if people like ate a ton of those foods, you're never going to reach the level that you would need. Mm-hmm. But the important note there is that people who aren't vegan or vegetarian also have a high chance of being B12 deficient. So it's like, it's more likely likely that vegan or vegetarians are, but um, there's also a high chance of like other eaters could be too. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that's one of the most insightful things I learned about when I started changing my diet to a more plant-based one is that you're just more aware of what you should be getting. And then at the same time, you realize that you didn't know if you were getting it or not before. Yeah. Like you just assume that you need like meat, vegetables and like a starch or a carb mm-hmm. or something. And you think like that's going to tick all the boxes, but it, it doesn't necessarily, especially depending on what kinds of foods you are eating. Exactly. If you do have that omnivorous diet. So yeah, it that's, just that's the thing is like, it's, it's also like, a lot of the vitamins that people get enough or a lot of in non-vegan vegetarian diets are often like fortified foods also. Yeah. Like milk has been fortified with vitamin D mm-hmm. and then like cereals and others are fortified with everything or like, you know, I don't know, calcium too. Like the reason that a lot of people are getting a lot of that in those diets are from like milk. Mm-hmm that doesn't necessarily naturally have all those things yeah so it's not that different from drinking like fortified plant milk yeah 100 percent. have you ever taken a b12 supplement no never oh wow i'd be so curious to see how you feel if you do me too i guess there so there's like what supplement should i take that's like the big question and then the, and that one is, like, a little bit easier to figure out. But then the next question is, like, where do I get my supplements from? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a whole other monster. Because it's very hard to trust, like, b- brand labeling and that sort of thing. Like, everybody says they're, like, a healthy best product. But, like, yeah, it can't all be true. Yeah. It's really, like, about doing 
the research to see again like what we always go back to i think finding a business with like a good mission and like proven sources proven like reviews of people like showing that it had a positive effect Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like I guess there's not like a big check and balance you can nest there's not like a stamp of approval it really is kind of like trial and error Mm -hmm. um which yeah it gets tough yeah or recommendations from friends (laughs) I know (laughs) which like I just spout about hum because I've been using it for years and it's been so good but you know like there could be uh other companies to try or like switch around with too Mm mm-hmm yeah, you're definitely a home ambassador. I remember, like, helping you. <laughs> I don't know. We were at your house one time, and you were, like, moving or something, and you were like, oh, all my supplements. And you had, like, <laughs> you had so many. Yeah. It was, like, a, a full, like, a small tote bag. Full oh, yeah. Full worth. Like, it was, it was just. <laughs> I should go. Gr- I have some here. Like, I could just drop them in front of you right now so you could see or hear how many. Oh, I, I know how many you have. I've already seen that. Like, I, <laughs> Well, but, that brings me to the trial and error, like, thing that I was going to kind of s- explain is my view of supplements on this podcast is, like, I didn't find my perfect rotation the first try. Like, I literally just kept trying different things in different combinations from this website mm-hmm. or, like, reading the reviews and seeing what people were saying. So, yeah, I've tried, like big chill which like was a relaxing one i've tried you know the female probiotic the skin probiotic Mm -hmm. um i did the multivitamin one time like i just kept kind of uh you just try it out it's really like the best way yeah and if you feel like something's not working or like you're just not getting the vibe from it you just you just stop or you finish it and you never buy it again yeah are they expensive Mm. they must be yeah, it depends. I think there's like a, I think there's like a buy three savings, which is the other thing that motivated me to like try different ones because I would just order extra one month and then like, or like order a new thing and then I'd get money off. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it depends how you look at it. Like it's definitely a sum of money every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. But to me, like the amount of pain that I was in from bloating and like feeling foggy and feeling tired it's I would pay 50 bucks a month for that yeah um or whatever it comes out to Mm -hmm. so yeah but they're not that pricey I mean the b12 on there is like 10 bucks the digestive one is like 26 so it just depends interesting good to know yeah that'd be like an easy one for you to try Mm -hmm. maybe I'll get some Hell yeah. (laughs) All right. What other things did you find? So another really important thing is Mm omega-3 fats. And that's another one that, like, is really important for your nervous system. Uh And people are probably familiar with this because of, like, fish oil being so big Mm -hmm. a while ago. I don't know. It still kind of is. But I remember my mom, like, bought it and was like, you guys have to take fish oil supplements when you're kids but now it's like i know it's like i had to take those too well i didn't have to but my parents were like fish oil it's all the rage and i'm like who that's so interesting is i don't know like these people have really good marketing techniques i think because yeah. the fact that people all across the country are like no i need fish oil yeah i don't have enough of this like but do you my i actually i got my dad the um how not to die book by michael greger for christmas <gasps> And no and my dad reads like a book a day at least like he's just i love that the coolest person and he was like i don't know talking to my mom about supplements or something and he was like yeah fish oil does nothing <laughs> right jamie i was like no way he said that after reading that book yeah yeah <laughs> he was like there's no it's a waste it's a total waste stop i love that and i actually like i pretended i read the book but i haven't actually read the book in full yet like i've read passages oh my god but i was like i think you'd really like this book wow. but just because you speak so highly of it i'm like okay i'll get it for you and then i'll read it after you're done mm-hmm. yeah she's so funny yeah, like, it was one of those things I was kind of, like, more of a fad than an actual proven, like, 
thing that everybody needs to do. Yeah. Um, so what about omega-3? So yeah, you can get omega-3s from like vegan sources, but primarily um, they're more abundant in like cold water fish. Mm-hmm. So there, you can get omega-3 in like walnuts, chia seeds, flax, hemp, pumpkin seeds. Um, walnuts and chia are the richest. So like, that's why people might add like scoops of chia seeds to their like smoothies or you see a lot of like chia yogurt parfaits. I think that's Mm -hmm. the main reason. Yeah. And the more important thing is that omega-3 is converted into DHA and EPA, Mm -hmm. which are really important. But for vegans, like your body can't necessarily convert to enough of that Mm -hmm. with just vegan sources so it's important to supplement vegan epa and dha um yeah this is making me feel like i've been malnourished for the past like seven years no i seriously was so concerned for both of us when i started learning this stuff because in college you and i were like oh like i'm so foggy like i'm so tired i can't think straight and i'm like oh my god it's literally been years of like not having these in our body at like enough of a concentration. Yeah. And they're they're super important for like brain health and cellular communication and just like, you know, really important things. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Oh my God. I'm gonna buy all the supplements tomorrow. No, you should. <laughs> And then, like, report back in a month. Yeah. Um, So, I guess this, like, begs the question for me. Like, I don't know a ton about supplements, which is mm -hmm. why I I was really eager to do this because I want to start taking them. But I've heard a lot about how, like, your body doesn't absorb it in the same way when it's, like, a pill or gummy than when you eat it in food. And I guess I'm just curious, like, what your understanding is about that yeah i think honestly like how not to die would give a better explanation than i do because i think that's where i like finally understood the difference Mm -hmm. there's just so many studies comparing like you know 100 people take a supplement of uh whatever antioxidant and then like 100 people eat like two servings of berries a day for Mm -hmm. like a month and Mm -hmm. then they compare and like in like double blind studies whatever like studies with placebo Mm -hmm. over and over again the people who take the supplement show less or no effect compared to the people like eating the pure form Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day like it all comes down to getting it in your diet is always going to be the better option Mm -hmm. in terms of like the actual what's actually going on in the body like i would probably think of it similar to how we talked about fruit Mm -hmm. and like comparing like drinking a smoothie to eating the fruit with fiber yeah it's so high in sugar but the fiber is like like you always say nature is perfect like yeah apple is designed to release the sugars Mm -hmm. in a way that is easy for your body to process and it knows what to do with yeah whereas like putting a concentrated pill into your body sometimes that's just going to overwhelm your system and like yeah you're you're probably going to pee most of it out or like Mm -hmm. different things can make it harder to absorb so like iron is easier to absorb when you have enough calcium so eating like foods that have calcium like eating kale and then eating like a a food with iron it's going to absorb better than if you just ate the food with iron Mm -hmm. so i guess like long answer but i i think the point is that they don't work in isolation yeah. And so, like, trying to make them work in isolation is not always going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that, that make sense? That, that that does make sense. That was a great explanation. Thank you. I feel like that <laughs> cleared up a lot. No, because I just, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think that was just perfect. I was, like, trying to think through that as I'm, like, saying it live, but that's it. that's the best way I can, like, think of it. No, I think that's good. I mean, it makes sense that, like, yeah, like it doesn't, it might not work in isolation, but it's better to take a pill to supplement what is almost impossible to get fully in your diet. Yeah. And then that makes it easier to absorb for your body. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And like marketing and 
all those other things we always talk about comes in. Like it probably would be easier if only the people who knew it genuinely was going to like help people only for the people who made supplements. Yeah. But it's also a business. Mm-hmm. So if people can can sell you hair, skin, and nail gummies in a pink package. Yeah. And be like, yay, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it just muddies the entire thing. Like wh- if you walk into the supplement aisle at my CVS right over here, mm-hmm. there's literally five five full aisles and there's like seven or eight brands of everything. And that's just CVS. Like there's online yeah. too. It's mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. Yeah. No, it is. It's so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just so much. I don't know. It's just like so foreign. Like too It's much. hard to not be able to measure it. Yeah. Too. Like like something like protein, fat, and carbs, I feel like is easier to kind of like estimate when you're like looking at food, but breaking that down into every single different like nutrient within there and how they work together mm-hmm. is so complex. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Like the more I learn about like the body and like food and nutrition and how it impacts overall health and like functioning i'm like it's cool that we know this but like it's too much like can't we yeah you know what i mean parts of me are like um there's this really like famous I don't know if it's famous, but it's famous in my life. It's this book. And it's, I love that. And it's called it's called the Tao of Poo. And basically, Taoism is like a classic ideology um, that originated in like the East. And it's basically like if you could sum it up in a sentence, Taoism would be it is what it is. And there's this author named Benjamin Hoff, and he wrote a book, and he broke down the principles of Taoism, but like in the context of Winnie the Pooh. So he had, like, it was, like, him and Pooh when they talk about, like, life and everything that happens and just, like, break it down into Taoism so it's very digestible if you're not familiar with it. And he says, like, we're over here naming, like, a snake a snake and a bird a bird and trying to figure out all this stuff about them when it's, like, the snake doesn't care if you call it a snake. The snake is just going to slither and eat eggs or whatever it eats and like do its thing you know what I mean and it's I guess it's for me obviously I know science is important and relevant and it helps us save lives and be healthier but sometimes I'm like damn it's so much and like the the thing with the human body too is like the more we learn the more we realize we don't know and then the more there is to learn and I'm like this is just so complex like we might be talking about supplements now but then in like 30 years they're like oh wait but actually you need this for a supplement to work or you know something like that with like the body chemistry and I just find it overwhelming and exciting like humanity is amazing and everything they figure out Mm -hmm. is truly like phenomenal and awe-inspiring but at the same time I'm like damn like I just want to like I don't want to be this (laughs) this like challenging to figure out and I guess this goes for like our whole podcast too but with uh, supplements in particular i'm just like ugh, i have to like know how much of each thing on the periodic table i'm supposed to get <laughs> in my system <laughs> like how many there's like 70 things on there i don't know google bro at it again <laughs> no i i 100 agree like literally that's why i was like all right enough of this fucking google thing i'm spending thousands of dollars on an educational system that's going to teach me this shit because I'm tired of Googling. I'm tired of all these different sources. Like I, and I feel like you relate to this probably, like you just got to a point where you're like, okay, no, someone compile this for me in a way that's like going to cover everything and Mm -hmm. be comprehensive. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just, it's so much work. But I guess that's like, that's really the upside of, in my opinion, like, micro-influencers and, like, Mm -hmm. Instagram and social media being used for good, like, people who are, like, this is how I'm going to help you or, like, I just graduated. Like, I I love all the graduates from my program that have started, like, health blogs on Instagram and they basically, like, rephrase the learnings about Mm -hmm. things like supplements and, like, put, like, pretty pictures or put, like, shareable things 
And it, yeah. it sells it in a way that's digestible. Like today, Monday, you're scrolling and you're going to learn one thing about iron. Yeah. And then like the next day, you're going to learn one thing about calcium. And like that's so much easier than that moment you sit down. And you're like, all right, time to decide what supplements I'm going to take. And I'm going to get it all done in the next hour. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, it's so overwhelming. And I, yeah. yeah, and it makes me think when I was in middle school, we had like a word a day. We would learn a new word every day. Mm-hmm. And I think when you break it up like that, like it's so much more digestible rather than like learning a hundred things in one day, you're only going to retain like 25% of it. If that, Yeah. you know, so it's, I guess, important to like integrate it in your daily life, which is true. I think that's really awesome about um, influencers and that sort of thing because they can help get that information out there yeah and i'd rather consume that than like other things that i consume on social media yeah like i'd rather learn something you know (laughs) yeah that's why i've I've really liked having different instagram accounts because my like personal one i follow people from college and home but then my travel one i follow all like afpa health travel or like therapy mm-hmm. and like wellness ones and like I just go there it's like my safe space and I just like learn about random stuff or watch like the few like TikTok girls that I like follow do their like morning avocado toast routine and I'm like yes <laughs> I want to see every day like I I want to know that you're having your avocado toast and your iced coffee yeah <laughs> I know you got to keep updated but Anyways, yeah. So we're trying to make it a little easier. Is there anything else we should um, hit? I feel like I have a a couple more that I would recommend. Yeah, go off. Okay, so we covered B12, omega-3. A little bit more on omega-3. It's really important to, like, get that from a good source. Um, Vegan omega or like the dha epa supplements Mm -hmm. the difference is instead of like deriving that from fish which wouldn't be vegan they derive it from algae Mm -hmm. but like there's a high risk with supplements like that that they're going to be muddied with like mercury and lead and other things in the water Um, but the good thing about algae is that it's lower on the food chain so you have like a lower risk of Mm -hmm. you know dealing with those like putting those in your body unknowingly, which like I would recommend even to like meat eaters, like maybe get the vegan version. Yeah, that's, that shit is so scary. Yeah, like heavy metals, <laughs> dioxins. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought, I thought when you, I said that shit's so scary and you said, heavy metals i thought you were saying like that's how severe it is. Uh, yeah no it is no but they're actually heavy metals <laughs> wait is that why they call it heavy metal because it like because <laughs> it's Probably. like because it's like hardcore it can like hurt you if you have too much yeah yeah I mean, heavy metal is just an intimidating word. Anyway, go ahead. Heavy metals. (laughs) Yeah. So that supplement, I got that a while ago too, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, It was in like a liquid form, which I think is just easier to absorb. Ooh. Um, And by the way, omega-3 supports the health of our brain, heart, joints, and skin. And it's essential because it cannot be produced by our bodies. Um. So, yeah, really important to take that. Another note is that it does come from algae, and the one that I got was, like, so disgusting. Really? Like, it literally, it smelled like fish. And I'm just reading their website. It's, like, because I went back to it to pull this information. It's, like, fresh lemon taste. And I'm, like, okay, did you change your formula since I had it? Because that tasted like straight fish every morning, and I was, like, I... Like, I stopped taking it. Yeah. Because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, be beware. <laughs> Ooh. That's omega-3. Calcium mm-hmm. is super important. For vegans, like, most brands of soy or almond milk could contain more calcium than, like, cow's milk. So mm-hmm. um, 
something that would be like in fortified foods. You can also get it from kale, mm-hmm. um, beans, soybeans, um, tofu. Mm-hmm. So it can be pretty easy to get enough calcium just from like your diet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I've never really like heard of people taking calcium supplements unless they have like some sort of medical reason, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. Or like maybe that'd be something that you would get in like your multivitamin if you're someone who takes a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D is also very important. It is best if you can get it from the sun, which happens if you spend some time in the sun, your body can produce vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people who live in like more northern regions in the winter, mm-hmm. you likely aren't getting enough sun- sunlight to produce enough vitamin D on your own. Mm-hmm. So in the winter, that's why like it's recommended to supplement with vitamin D in those regions. Um mm-hmm you know, like seasonal depression and all that. So. Yeah. Have you ever taken a, taken a vitamin D supplement? I think maybe a long time ago, but definitely not in like the last five years. But yeah. I do, does vitamin D come from foods at all? Or is it exclusively like a sun, a sun nutrient? I can look it up. Yeah, I'm curious too. I think that it would be another like thing that's just fortified. Like I said earlier, yeah. like milk is, like, fortified with vitamin D, like cow's milk. Mm-hmm. Probably also, like, vegan milk. But I I know it was, like, really big, a really big thing, like, mm-hmm. back in the day. Like, ooh, get your vitamin D from milk and your calcium and mm-hmm. everything from milk. <laughs> yeah. So it says what foods are highest in vitamin D. And it says fatty fish, beef liver, cheese, and egg yolks. So none of those are vegan. Mm. That's weird to me. Are they like naturally occurring? That's my question. Or like, is that because they're animals that were like absorbing, like we're producing it from the sun and then it's left in there? Like it's left in the meat. That's how I would interpret that, I guess. That is so smart for you to think like that. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but. No, but that that's logically makes sense, I think. Yeah. Because it's like you, if you eat something that has it in there, mm-hmm. like an animal product, that that makes sense that you would get it from that mm-hmm. product. Yeah. So, huh, I would be really curious. I guess we could table that and come back if we end up doing another supplements episode, which I think. Yeah. We'll I'm probably not. end up doing because I have. This is just the tip of the iceberg, truly. I feel like from this, I'm going to do more research and then want to, like, touch mm-hmm. base with you again and talk about yeah. it. This is so For fascinating. Sure. I just was looking and um, what I was referring to back in the day, it says the U.S. government started a vitamin D milk fortification program in the 1930s to combat rickets, a bone weakening <gasps> disease caused by vitamin D deficiency. Which was a major public health problem at the time. Do you ever feel like you have any of these crazy diseases that don't really exist anymore? The word ricket is like what I feel when my knee like makes a squeak. Like I'm like, like that's literally like that's such a what's the name of a word that like it sounds like what it means. Yeah. um, Is it like it's definitely not alliteration. I was going to say onomatopoeia, but isn't that more like pow? No, I think it might be on um, on um, um, I think <laughs> We're also an English podcast. Yeah. Onomatopoeia. It's also not spelled how I thought it was <laughs> spelled. Oh yeah, it's hard to spell. <laughs> it's I thought it was onomatopoeia, but it's onomatopoeia. Oh N- yeah. O N O M A T O P O E I A. Yeah, and it's like poia. Yeah, it's the formation of a word from a sound associated with what it is named, like cuckoo or sizzle. Yeah, like ricket. Yeah. Like your bones, like ricket. The word ricket makes me think of crickets. Really? Yeah, because they're like almost the same word. It makes me think <laughs> of it like creaky. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> but don't crickets like creak? They're like creak. Yeah, I guess. Cricket, cricket. You can bunch them all in the same category. Anyway, 
Um, and no, I don't feel like I ever have any of these crazy diseases. Sometimes I get like a little. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just opened with, sometimes I think I have one of these diseases. Well, no, I had to know if I was alone or not, which I guess I am. So sometimes I like, like my shins will feel like, and I'm like, oh, do I not have enough calcium or vitamin D? Yeah. But it kind of feels like shin splints, but like not. And it's always my left shin. It could be calcium too. Do you like, I mean, like literally, no, I agree with you. My joints and my bones like do feel like like that sometimes and I'm so scared of getting old and then I'm like and then I'm like really upset yeah no I agree I feel the same way <laughs> and we're young that's why I'm obsessed with this like kind of stuff because I'm like okay I'm not like enough I'm not gonna wake up and be like I have rickets this is an anti-aging podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and no I agree I think it's just wanting to feel good in your body I think is the whole purpose mm-hmm. and this is why we talk about supplements because again like we're relatively young like we're setting the foundation for the rest of our life you want to make sure you're getting enough of your nutrients and your vitamins and minerals it's actually a miracle anyone finds a perfect balance of anything like i'm thinking about it and i was gonna say like oh well if your bones feel rickety sorry i'm like using that word but that's <laughs> if your bones feel creaky then like working out, like lifting weights helps that too. Like it strengthens all of those connections. Yeah. Um, but then like there's also the chance of like really hurting yourself if you're like doing too much or like if you're not supplementing mm-hmm. and you go to the gym, like your body might not be prepared for that level of exercise. And I'm like, how, do, how does anyone, like we really are just experimenting on our bodies like for our whole lives. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, okay, like I'm going to try this today. Because someone else did or, like, someone told me to. I know. It's absurd. We're just, like, trial and error all the time. And there's no no succeeding. It's just trial and error. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, I love it. This is so funny to me. It's just the truth. Like, I bet so many people relate. It's, like, it doesn't matter how many freaking cute Instagram things you read or, like, how many podcasts you listen to. Like, there's always leftover freaking questions unless you're a literal like scientist in the lab being like okay and even then they have other questions about things that other people are more knowledgeable about like labeling and the government and like the bureaucracy behind that you know yeah and like why things are labeled the way they are yeah and how things are produced like supply chain things so I feel like no one knows everything and anyone who like pretends otherwise is just kidding because like (laughs) (laughs) I truly don't think like when you were saying it's so hard for someone to keep a perfect balance I'm like who who is doing that like yeah the only person that comes to mind is like Dwayne the Rock Johnson but he's still <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but he also seems like a little out of balance because he's like really really big you know <laughs> oh. um <laughs> Well, literally, what is it like to be a celebrity and have someone do all this shit for you? I know, you have a whole team. Because they probably, they're like, oh, I like feel brain foggy. And then someone's like, let me like find the perfect like balance of everything. I would like, I would love to see what that looks like. What reg- what celebrity regimens look like, which is why those are so like big in the media. I feel like when it's like Zendaya's like seven step skincare routine, we're like, yeah. okay, if it's her freaking... Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because you're like, she looks good, but. <laughs> what? Why did that make you laugh? <laughs> Just like the finality of the way you said that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, she looks good, like her skincare, <laughs> like, like. No, I mean, like, she has good skin. Yeah. And people are like, (laughs) people are like, wow, if I do what she does, I'll have good skin. But actually, she has not only a skincare routine person, I'm sure. Yeah. They also probably have 
a nutritionist and a dietitian. Yep. Um, and a personal trainer. Personal trainer. I'm and a, a chef. A facial therapist. Like someone yeah. who does her facials every week. Uh, yeah, personal oh chef. Like so many things go into it. Why does he not become... Like, why didn't we do that? What? <laughs> do what? Like, be famous? <laughs> you know, it's... It it's, sounds pretty awesome. It does. Maybe someday. <laughs> you said, why don't we do that? Like, I could have at least tried. I didn't even try. I was like, I don't like dancing or acting or singing or being in front of people or, you know, like I could have at least pretended that I wanted to like try. Just like, I like science. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be a famous scientist. I don't want to. That's so much pressure. But Don't being a celebrity is so much more pressure. But in, like, a social way, not as much in, like, in intellectual way, which I find harder. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're That's saying. just my personal opinion. It's okay. No, I you get know. it. I get it. But I was just thinking, like, if you're a celebrity. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so. Circling get- back. Yeah. Um. Any other final things about supplements that you want to mention before I jump into the sustainability of supplements? Um, yeah, I will wrap on like my final thoughts, mm-hmm. my like tidbit of what I would want people to take away, mm-hmm. um, which is we said trial and error. Like I really do mean this. And I mean, if you care about this, it is also worth investing in the sources or resources that can help you determine where your body's at. Mm-hmm. It's not all a mystery. Like there are ways to measure these things. It's just about like actually investing in that. Mm-hmm. So in the past I did a, a health test, which I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. but I did this, um, this test on check my body health. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you send a sample of hair to this company and they like, run their tests on it and they send you back a report of like where you lie with like food sensitivities with enzymes Mm -hmm. um with like levels of i don't know other things in your body it's been a while but bottom line is like that test long many years ago showed me that i was like low in digestive enzymes low in like all the good bacteria sensitive to a lot of foods i was eating and I was able to inform my decision to like really dive into probiotics and, and really dive into digestive enzymes and see if they work for me. Mm-hmm. And that now has like changed my life. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is like feeling completely lost, like I would do some research into a company like that. It was called Check My Body Health. Mm-hmm. There's others like I just saw this company where you literally just like pee on a strip at home and then uh, you get like results Mm-hmm. on your phone mm-hmm. you put it in something and then you scan it and you get results on your phone of like a bunch of different levels of like cortisol and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then you can like they give you tips on like oh like your result means this so now you can do this like there are companies trying to make it easier so i would recommend looking into something like that and like just start small like mm-hmm. if you're a vegan and you don't take b12 like I would say that one is the one that's like unequivocally been researched. It's like just get a supplement and like mm-hmm. try it, see how you feel. You can't have too much. Your body will just get rid of the excess. Yeah. Obviously, don't buy like one that's way over mm-hmm. the recommended dose, which is 2.4 micrograms. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I think like in a thousand microgram amount is like fine, mm-hmm. whatever. So start there and then. Just, like, see how you feel and go from there. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, is MG stand for microgram? I thought it was milligram. No, MCG is microgram. Oh, okay. I was like, have I been reading the labels wrong my whole life? No, but that's why I was super confused because, like, for B12, it's 2.4 MCG. But then I swear, I should have checked, but I swear my, like, CVS pill is five milligrams, mm-hmm. which is like, why? Yeah. I'll report back on that at the end of the episode, but I would love to 
hear about your sustainability research. Yeah, so I looked into the sustainability of supplements and there were a lot of articles that came up. So I like scratched the surface and it's just really interesting. Sustainably sourced food and food products have been growing in popularity and like trending on the market for a long time as consumers become more aware of their health and the implications that, you know, certain foods have on our overall body functioning and now that has kind of boiled over into the supplement market as well and people are more concerned about whether their supplements are doing the job they're supposed to do for your body but also how sustainable they are in terms of production on an environmental and global scale um and the thing with supplements that i find really interesting is that like there's two things that people care about and it's like do they work for my body and are they you know sustainable and a lot of people will choose and create products that are trying to be better for the body instead of sustainable and then there's another camp of people who are trying to be more sustainable but not as like i don't know not as much emphasis on like this is definitely going to make your body feel better. It's like, no, we're making a sustainable supplement because there's a new new market for it. Like, people care about this now. Mm. And that comes with labeling, too. So, and then a lot of the articles I read were talking about how the industry is, like, trending towards making more sustainable supplements and a lot of the boundaries and barriers to that. And a lot of the articles I read were, like, kind of, like, we're going really slow. And that's just how it works. And I found that, like, really frustrating yeah um but it's just you know like corporations and representatives of corporations or these companies that are just saying like yeah we're doing what we can as we can do it and i'm like okay that's fine but i would love to know like the impact that this has you have to like acknowledge the impact before you can like fix it you know what i mean yeah and it just kind of everything i read was like lacking that like whether or not they're sustainable So, not a ton of, like, info on, like, the greenhouse gas emissions of supplements or anything like that, but something that I thought that was really interesting is that there's, like, a big debate about whether the supplements industry should use synthetically derived ingredients in its products and, like, how to appropriately disclose that use for consumers. So, um, this is really common with products like vitamin C because there's just not enough natural sources of vitamin C to meet the supply, like to supply the demand of people that want vitamin C supplements. So they have to, (laughs) you know, like synthetic ingredients have been used for a long time in these dietary products, but now people are like, no, we want the natural vitamin C in our supplements because it's Mm. like more organic and more, it's not more sustainable, but people, it, it's funny because some things are more like natural and some things are more sustainable and And, people like mix them up yeah and this is one of those interesting cases where like the natural way is not the sustainable way always you know what i mean like there's not enough vitamin c sources to make enough vitamin c supplements so they have to use synthetically derived um materials but then at the other side of the spectrum like synthetic biology is not a process that's allowed under the standard for the non-gmo product um, because the non-GMO product feels like that's something consumers want to avoid is synthetically derived materials and things in their products. So it's like, I don't know, people are worried about labeling with those things too. Like it's very difficult for consumers to tell because there's like ingredients that, yeah. So basically I don't have the exact, um, like chemical compounds that they're talking about, but basically it's like, A lot of consumers are worried about the use of synthetic ingredients, but there's also not enough natural product to put in these supplements for them to go around to meet the demand. Yeah. And basically the bottom line is like you just need more transparency about sustainability, what these products are, how they impact. Um, There was another thing interesting too about like gelatin. So a Mm. lot of supplement capsules use gelatin as like that um, external, you know, capsule. And there's one manufacturer called CGTI, and they've reduced the amount of gelatin left over from each manufacturing run um, and sells the remnants to other industries, which generates less waste. But at the same time, they're still using gelatin, which is like not a vegan plant-based product. Mm. So that's also a really interesting thing because I feel like people who are more health conscious are more likely to like 
avoid gelatin in general, I think. Not just vegans and vegetarians, but I think in general, like, gelatin is just not a yeah healthy product. It's a good point. I, I should have mentioned, too, when we're talking about supplements, like, a lot of them aren't vegan because they're coated in gelatin. And mm-hmm. that's where, like, it gets even... I guess that's where it gets even easier to choose a company. Because yeah. like, not a lot are making vegan supplements because most of them are like coating it in some kind of animal product or using some kind of animal product in yeah. the supplement. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, that's so interesting. I bet you the capsules I bought the other day from CVS are not vegan now that I think about it. But this is just something I never thought about. Like, I'd never thought about the pills. Why I'm would taking. there be animal product on a pill? Yeah. Is it an ibuprofen too now? Like, now I'm questioning yeah. everything. It no, is. it definitely it definitely is probably <laughs> in definitely probably <laughs> no I don't know for sure about ibuprofen but like your point to like what about other medications one hundred percent yeah like there's definitely a bunch that we probably take or have taken that have like other animal products or gelatin in them ew yeah <laughs> I don't like that yeah. So, yeah, when I first started doing research, I was like, wow, there's so many articles. And then I, it just kind of boiled down to everybody being like, we're trying. It's hard. Mm. And I'm like, I would just love some concrete information about, like, how these products are made. Where yeah, like, if, if you're trying, like, what is the middle ground then what yeah. you're doing right now? Yeah, so I can do more research, but that's just what I got from a surface level. And I do think the synthetic versus naturally derived ingredients debate is really fascinating because it's one of those yeah like really sensitive issues that i understand the arguments on both sides i don't know just like a predicament because people who want these natural foods want it to be like completely natural yeah but then by wanting it to be completely natural it's like terrible for environmental sustainability because you have to like grow more plants i don't even think that's sustainable from a financial perspective for these supplement companies to like produce a bunch of like for vitamin c example like oranges to make vitamin c supplements like i don't even think that would be profitable for them so Mm -hmm. i don't think they would do it in the first place but it's more like what is the more sustainable way here is probably not like the most natural way that's where like labels and being so black and white gets like really Mm -hmm. not good too because then like there's just this crowd of people being like we want natural but like and in their heart, their intention is, like, healthy earth, like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then, like, at the root of it, the things that they don't know is what you're explaining. Like, oh, it's actually worse for the environment that you're demanding this. But now this company knows that you're not going to buy their product if they don't do it that way. So yeah. here we go. Like, I guess we're doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. And it's, like, people who will, pay, like, people who buy supplements in general, like, the ones they want to be really natural natural and shit are willing to pay like a premium for these products Mm, well that's good it is but it's also like i don't know if if the demand is high enough and they can charge enough they might start like naturally producing more vitamin c to extract for these things yeah and that might not be good so it's just interesting and something i want to look into more yeah that could be a whole episode just like how are these products made Mm -hmm. like sourcing omega-3 from algae what is what does that even look like yeah oh i'm or or from fish like i don't know i know i'm so fascinated well Allie, thank you for all the research you did that was tremendously insightful for me and i'm so glad just helpful yeah i feel like i learned a lot what is your biggest takeaway like what's the next step you want to do after talking through all this information take b12 (laughs) (laughs) not i once i was saying that like i realized that it sounded like i was just like saying it to you but you don't have to like that's just my recommendation and i can't even definitely say it's helped me i just know that like everything i've everything i've done research on that's like the clearest one to yeah zone in on I mean, that makes sense. I also, B12 is something I know is hard to get with the diet I'm on, so. Yeah. <coughs> oh, my God. You okay? Um, yeah, I was yawning, now I'm coughing, I don't really Must know. be the B12 deficiency. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm going <laughs> to order some right now. Um, no, but, like, I, it's just something that's been on my radar, but I, 
my radar, my radar, <laughs> my radar, but I haven't had the time to like look into it again with supplements. It's just like such a overbearing topic to me that I was like, I'll yeah. do it when I have time, but I never have time. So, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I think B12 is something I'll definitely start with and then see how it works and then go from there. Yeah, I definitely want to hear about what people want to dive into next too. Like there's so much from this that we kind of touched on, like Mm -hmm. more sustainability of supplements. Do you want to know more about any specific one? Mm -hmm. Um, I was just thinking about probiotics too as like a whole nother episode that we could do talking about like probiotics in pill form, probiotics in yogurt, probiotics in kombucha. What's the difference? How do you choose? Yeah. So please DM us. DM us. Your preferences. Or you know what? Don't DM us. Just comment on a picture. Like it doesn't have to be that intimate. You can just just comment it on something. Yeah. I agree. Write it on your story and tag us. We don't even have to like we won't even answer. We'll just like We'll just do we'll it. Just make an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and tag you in it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love and appreciate you endlessly and hope you are having a beautiful day. Yay. Bye, everyone. Bye.